Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another edition of Inside the Firm. I am your host, Alex Gore. I'm here with our other host, Lance Psycho. Hey. It is the season for holidays, and we are happy that you are listening to us And one of the reasons we are is because we have a offer for you. It's called the Architect 2 Builder's Guide, and it's at architectsguide2.com. If you're thinking about extending your projects for more footing, more foundation financially at your firm, more knowledge, um, what it takes to actually build, what the critical details actually are. Uh, we've done it ourselves, so we brought you that guide at architectsguide2.com. It's the Architects 2 Builders course. Go check it out. Now would be a great time to secure some of those clients. Um, we'll talk about billings and what's happening there and, and, and all that. I think it's pertinent. I think I think now is actually the time because I think at least I, I, 2023 is a question mark. Big at, old question mark. At best. Yeah. So go check that out. See if it helps you out. Lance. With project conditions changing and limited time to get things done, it's good to have information at your fingertips. RCAT.com provides architects, engineers, spec writers, and contractors with the most comprehensive libraries of building product content and designed so you can access it quickly and efficiently. Even better, RCAT.com is free to use and requires no registration. So visit today and access the information you need now. Just like I did this week, I needed a fan for a little building we're designing and I needed a lift and I found both of those things and it enabled me to facilitate nice. my project quicker. So go to rcat.com today. Check it out. Best part. No, no, it's free. No requires no registration, no data mining. Check out those guys. Last but certainly not least, I need you to go to pelloluxury.com forward slash the firm, especially if you are an architect looking at specifying some beautiful modern windows and you are tired of other brands these guys are the ones you need to be looking into a world-class collection of brands brought together to provide window and door solutions to the building industry and beyond duratherm and riley are the true pioneers of industry they are doing what no one else is doing has done building and designing beyond the status quo these brands do not push beyond the limits they set them so that's why you need to go to pedaluxury.com forward slash the firm today and check them out Absolutely. Lance, you have a survey. I do. So uh, our good friend, Tyler Suomala, uh, who I follow diligently on LinkedIn, he posted a few days ago, 17 things I learned from reading the 2022 AIA firm survey report. He says, number 10 surprised me the most. I'm curious what surprises Al Gore the most. So, oh, wow. So I've got it pulled up on the screen here. If you're watching on the YouTube, I highly recommend you do watch on the YouTube so like, subscribe, leave us positive comments there. Share it with your friends, your mom, etc. Um, so, Tyler starts out saying, "Say what?" <laughs> that Se- is how you Seventeen that. things I learned from the 2022 AIA firm survey report. So this is awesome, Tyler. First of all, thank you for doing this uh, graphic and the slideshow and everything because uh, we did this, I think, last year where we we kind of went through the AIA firm survey report. But you have condensed it for us, and I appreciate that. 
So number one, spending decreased the first time since 2011. National spending on non-residential buildings decreased in 5.7% 5. 5. in 2021. Uh, I, my theory is obviously I think uh, the the work from home frenzy and fad took hold and people decided there why build more commercial buildings. Absolutely, yep. There's so much though going up. It, I don't. When was the last time you were in Denver? A couple weeks ago. So many warehouses along 25. Yep. And then a whole bunch of residences by the um, the stock show area yep. over there. All right, number two, the most most. Firms are smaller than you think. AIA estimates there are roughly 19,000 architecture firms in the U.S. 75% of those firms has fewer than 10 employees. That one that one didn't surprise me. That tracks pretty well. Yeah. Number three, bigger equals older. Small firms, less than 10 employees, are 15 to 20 years old on average. Mid-sized firms, 10 to 9, 49 employees, are 30 years old on average. Large firms, 50 employees, are 40 years old on average. So ours is, uh, let's see here, 2009, 13 years old. Tracking about correct. Yeah. According to this data. data. Uh, number four, the industry continues to struggle with DEI. Women make up only 23% of principals or partners. Racially or ethnicity diverse members make up only 18% of principals or partners. This doesn't surprise me. Because if we're really concerned about the number, if we're really... Uh, true to the idea that we're sticking to facts and numbers um oh I, they're 23 percent of the population not women not yeah 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 but minorities exactly so like if you go to minorities i'm one of them i can okay. say this uh um i believe african americans make up 13 percent of the population native americans are even less than that um L latinos are trending above that um so it seems like that's kind of on par with it uh just my take Number five, multidisciplinary is in. Firms classifying themselves as multidisciplinary has grown over the last 20 years. And it now sits at 44% its highest ever. I think that's actually a really good trend. Absolutely. Absolutely. The that's more great. people you have in your firm, MEP, uh, engineer, uh, structural engineers, whatever, civil, uh, the more people can talk and collaborate. That, that can't be a bad thing. It's sort of like we've, uh, we specialized like crazy, right, in this last century. And everybody went there kind of separated, and maybe this is sort of a coming back in the middle yeah, type of thing. I like it. <coughs> uh, number six, reconstruction is growing fast. 48% of design work is reconstruction, renovations, rehabilitations, additions, and historic preservation. This is up from 34% in 2005. That surprised That's 50%. That's a huge number, and I, I wonder if it is because we sort of have uh, minus immigration, whether illegal or legal, it seems as if the numbers, the the headlines and the numbers you hear all the time is that we're sort of at a, a stagnant uh, growth rate in yep. America. So you would then probably, it's probably fa fair to say, uh, we're not building a bunch of new buildings because we have a huge existing stock and we just need to refurbish them and get them going again. Yep. Uh, number seven, the remote movement didn't stick. Holy cow! <laughs> Lance! Are you serious, Lance? Look at this. Who knew? Who knew it didn't stick? Who could have? Who has been predicting this for a couple years now on this podcast? Could maybe it was me. Uh, only five percent of firms are fully remote. Seventy-four percent have a permanent office. Uh, so there's. Did you take out the article by the way that I was going to talk about? I think you did actually regarding this. We'll, we'll touch base on that, but. 
Um, so we, we have been talking about this for a while. I, I think it was appropriate at the time, but at the end of the day, if you have staff, is it really appropriate to have them working remote all the time? Um, we do work from home Wednesdays, so you know we do a hybrid model. We're also flexible, but uh, having that feedback loop closed by uh, and tightened by having people right next to you talking to you, and then there's also just the magic that still happens in an open studio environment. Yep. For that, so it, this doesn't shock me at all. Uh, number eight, actions speak loud, quieter than words. Some twenty-nine oh. percent of firms reported that providing services to underserved communities is a core mission, but only. 10% of projects served under underserved communities. Okay. Number nine, sustainability. Where are you at? Uh, what percentage of firms have a sustainability or climate action plan? 60% of large firms, 21% of mid-sized firms, 9% of small firms. Uh, we have a sustainability committee at our office, and we, if you are interested in that, we went over it multiple times in different ways in the show. Um, it's a good idea to, to do that, even if it is just helping save your bottom line, if you are owners like we are of our building and you're just trying to save electricity, heat, yeah. stuff like that. In, in 2023, I want to I want to rethink it or maybe just reword it because uh, committees committees are junk. Committees are Al's absolutely a, a, a junk way to, to, to execute on something. Al Monarch Gore. We need yep specific people in charge of specific C- things. Yeah, uh, I mean that's why Twitter's running so well. There's yeah. a CEO there. Uh, Ten client satisfaction survey hard pass architects. Only twenty one percent of firms have conducted a client satisfaction survey in the last twelve months. Seventy nine percent of those surveys were via direct conversation, in person, or on the phone. Timeout. This is is this one he said number ten is surprising. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> this, I feel like some of this is fug- fugazi. Like, do you do client satisfaction surveys? Yeah. Oh, how do you do it? Oh, I I, a- I ask them. Do you? Do you? Do you think a twenty one percent is inflated? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, eleven. Uh, so sorry. I also see this. The number ten. Uh, yep. If you do good work as a great way to market, meaning like. You should have an email list of all your clients for the past year. Yeah. And in at the end of the year, you should say, "Hey, ha- you know, happy new year. How did we do? Give us feedback. Blah 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 blah." And I think it's just a way to re-engage for them to go, "Oh yeah, you guys weren't that bad, or you guys were great, so or whatever." Just, you know what I mean? Like, hey, we have a new project. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why not every year have that? And and for them, it doesn't feel like I'm you're like- just trying to get a new project from them. Yeah. Um, and you're also trying to help your own firm as feedback, right? Yep. So Kalen, if you're listening to this, maybe hey. that should be our, at the end of our newsletter this, this December. Oh, we're beginning of next year. Feedback. Yeah. Uh, a, a feedback. Let's do okay. it. I like it. Can't hurt. Uh, profitability. Number 11, profitability is increasing. Hallelujah. I, we agree with this. We are seeing it on our end. Average firm profitability as a share of net billings is 16.2%. Up from 13.4% in 2015. I think technology is probably a big driver with that, right? So, like, yeah. you need to get on the Revit rocket ship. Go to RevitRocketShip.com. Your profitability will go up. We pretty much guarantee it because you're going to be able to do more with less. And if you keep your fees the same and or increase them, obviously, the numbers are there then, right? Yeah. You should be aiming for above 20%. Yep. I agree. 20% minimum yep. is, I think, where if you If you want to know how to get there, you can just email me. You, you can find do my it. email. You can do it. You can do it. 
Number 12, marketing and BD are crashing like crypto. Proportion of net billings devoted to marketing and business development. Mm. Expenses decreased to 3%, half of what it was in 2017. What do I you think of that? It's, it's increased at our firm. It's yep. increased. Not and only then our revenue increased. So I, that's, uh, that's our pushback. Not only marketing, but the amount like I've showed you and then you've, you've even done it too. Like, hey, hey, Lance, we're going to do this uh Key performance indicator thing. Yep. You know what I mean? That's business business development right there. You know, hey, we're going to figure this out. Hey, we're going to look at these numbers. Um, so that's everyone else. 13, huh? fixed fees rise high. Most common fee structures, 34% fixed fee, 32% professional fee, plus reimbursable expenses. Num uh, 19% hourly rate, 12% percentage of construction cost. F professional fee plus... What do you think professional fee means? I think it's the same. Uh, to me, I would guess it's the same thing. Fixed fee. Professional fee equals fixed fee plus reimbursable expenses. I mean, I, I w I, maybe Tyler can chime in let us know if it's not that. But it seems like it, what else would it be? Here, here's what they might be also categorizing in fixed fee is um, square footage cost. Mm -hmm. Number 14. Thank you. Come again. Repeat clients make up 70% of firm work. About two-thirds of new clients come via competitive selection. Makes sense to me. I'm headed to Texas tomorrow with a repeat client. Third time they're repeats. This time what they're doing is they are uh, doing a winery down in Texas, which is exciting. And the first project we did with them way back in like seven, eight years ago was a remodel, residential in Denver. Then we did another, a bigger remodel for them uh, four or five years later. And now, boom. So, um, stacks, stacks up. Are you only, is this only a Friday thing or are you there for Saturday? Too? No, just Friday. Okay. You, I was, I wanted a report on what future America looks like, how it is there. Yeah. Uh, all that, but I'll do that it's in and out. Uh, you get a home, you number 15, you get a home, <laughs> you get a home, you get a home. Oprah texture. 28% of projects are residential up from 18% in 2019. Wow. That makes sense to me. Again, I would say this is a pandemic um fallout sort of thing right more work from home stuff um and i realize that some people are a lot of people are still working from home but people just got time in their home to hate it more and then want to do things institutional down eight percent commercial down four percent projects that have both decreased since 2019 uh 16 sos net worth the average net worth of firms has decreased since 2019. Wow. Mid-sized firms decreased 70,000 to 2.05 million on average. Large firms increased decreased. Sorry, large firms decreased 1 million to 3.85 million on average. Always be designing number 17 last but certainly not least. 84% of firm billings are from design services, basic expanded interior and planning. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted to just share that with you guys. And Oh, you didn't delete it. What am I thinking? I thought you for somehow deleted that. Uh, so let's see here. You wanted to move on probably to billing, but sure. I wanted to, if I could, yes. uh, keep it going with the remote work. And this, so this was the article. It just came out today or yesterday. Like it is, uh, we're recording this uh, December 1st. It'll be published December 2nd. This came out on November 20th, 2022. And uh, so I've got this article pulled up. It's uh, from shrm.org headline is remote work to blame for lower productivity uh to put it bluntly worker productivity in the u.s is anemic the u.s bureau of labor statistics reports that 
productivity dropped 7.4% in the first quarter of 2022 and 4.6% in the qu- second quarter. Third quarter looked a bit better with productivity inching up by 0.3%. So what is going on here? Experts point to an array of factors contributing to the overall decline in productivity. Leadership expert Leani Carver, associate professor of strategic communication and leadership at Maryville University and Shane Metcalf, co-founder and chief people officer at productivity software provider 155 hmm. said these factors include a lingering possibility of a recession mass layoffs supply chain problems worker burnout the great resignation and quiet quitting we've been over that before uh, carver and other experts dismissed the notion that work from home motiv- movement is a major driver in re- reduced productivity in fact carver noted that growing evidence suggests more remote work actually lifts productivity however Denise Mack Kick, manager of strategic HR advisory services at GNA Partners Professional Employer Organization, stressed that remote or hybrid work can harm productivity when these mod- models aren't properly managed. Uh, ex- People are feeling disconnected and full of uncertainty right now. Yeah. Yeah. The death of productivity is a result of a confluence of, of factors. I agree. I, I think it would be hard. You'd be hard pressed to even convince me somebody who doesn't believe the smoke and mirrors of the the revolution, quote unquote, of work from home. So they've got, uh, this is the kind of the guts of the whole thing. Uh, experts offer seven suggestions to boost workers' output, output, whether they work in the office or remotely. So this applies to everybody, and, and especially if you're doing a hybrid approach like us. Uh, number one, access, uh, sorry, assess workplace productivity. Um, organizational communication expert Rebecca Rice, assistant professor of communication studies at the University of Nevada, blah, blah, blah. Ask, ask employees whether they sense a decline in productivity and look around to whether, whether you see any deterioration. I think that's interesting. Uh, we The way we sort of check that, I feel like, Al, is we with the two-second leans, and we force people to become more productive by you have to have a two-second improvement every and sometimes we have some, it's interesting, like this phrase is, keeps coming up. Um, sometimes decades happen in days. Sure. So okay. I think a, a lot of that can apply to some of our two second leans where it's like um, hours could happen in two seconds. Yep. Hours of productivity can happen in two seconds. Yep. Some examples that we do like our template updates, fa- Revit family updates, um, Meeting updates where, like, for example, uh, I met with this uh, planning, uh, it's planner in this, in, in a county, and they now they have a link where you can just schedule a meeting with them. Yep. Um, stuff like that. Uh, also, too, I mean, the, the biggest way to tell is your billables. And if your billables are linked to hitting goals, to hitting deliverables, mm-hmm. are you being productive or not? Is, is your process paying off? Are your liens combining on themselves? You know, if you just look at, um, hey, I spent eight hours on this um, project, right? Oh, and that was over, over two days. Like, oh, you're only 50% billable. But wait, in those eight hours, you did so much. Maybe others was spent on lean. Maybe others was driving to laser scan. And the laser scan cut down a whole bunch of time. But it was, you know, like... But oh, your billable the laser per, scanner. Per Jeez, deliverable. how about that one? That is an excellent example. The purchasing of uh, the laser scanner that we did finally, that was that a ex- perfect example of decades and days. Mm-hmm. That is a, perf- a change of, cha- like decades of change in days and hours of change in minutes by just purchasing it and getting it done. Look at you. 
Uh, so that's, yeah. So this is, this is good. Number two, uh, conduct employee check-ins. Uh, during these one-on-one, so Carver, they recommend basically conduct half-hour week, half-hour week, half-hour check-ins, holy cow, weekly half-hour check-ins with there each employee to address their questions and gauge their concerns. Um, it, she goes on to say that, uh, sorry, he or she, doesn't matter. They, Carver, uh, this is time-consuming and immensely valuable. We do these. Yeah. It's and necessary. It's a, yep. like standard practice. Yep. Yep. Um, it. it it's standard practice. If it's not standard practice, that's your problem. Yes. You know, uh, number three, encourage teamwork. Um, for example, you might hold team meetings via solely con- a video conference, meaning both in office or remote workers are gathering the same virtual environment. We do that with the two second lean. So that's kind of setting the precedent. I think that's the core of this for me is I'm so glad that we moved to these uh, meetings every morning. Everybody gets on the same page, just even if it's for one of the, even if it's just so that we finally know what everybody's working on and then people can go, oh yeah, I saw Jason was working on X, Y, and Z. Yes. I'm just going to ask them. It sets the base. A hundred percent. The foundation, if you will. Yep. Number four. Yeah, let's use architecture terms. Be please. clear about expectations. Uh, in the past, employees may have readily volunteered to take on more work without giving much thought to extra time spent or asking for extra compensation. Um, as part of this effort, employers should craft remote work policies that precisely lay out expectations for offsite employees. Um, it's pretty simple for us. We just say, hey, we w- this is a trust um, test. We are trusting you. You're, you're trusting us. And it's a mutual uh, beneficial relationship. We're trusting you working the hours you need to do. If you have to go to the DMB in the middle of the day and miss two hours, fine. Then you're stay later on your own time. It, it is what it is. Uh, number five, reconsider technical ahead. So also, like Lance, you talked about those weekly check-ins, which we do during the beginning of the week. And we have, we know as, as managers, our goals and what projects we're, we're trying to hit and what we're trying to get accomplished. So like, hey, you got to go to the DMV. That's fine. But like, did you get this project done? Oh, you got that project done. No big deal. Or you're, you know, you will get it done by that time. That hits those billable marks and you're good to go. Yeah. Number five, reconsider technology. A recent report from work management platform uh, Reiki found that the typical employee now uses as many as 14 apps to get work done and handles an average of 295 messages each workday. In light of that, Andrew Fleev, founder and CEO of Reiki, said employees should consider streamlining mm. the number of tech tools in the workplace toolbox. Al and I did this way back in the day. Day one. We said, Not we got one. a rendering job with Oz Architecture. And that was when we decided, can we get everything done in Revit? Everything. And then we, there was a little bit of touch-up in Photoshop, but For not sure. too bad. Um, very critical. So I, I still see people in the Entree Architect community like switching from CAD, and then they go like, well, I, then I found out I still need CAD. Or like, no, you don't. Stop. Have some discipline. It's still, I, I don't know how many firms Go to RevitRockShip.com. My God. I, I'm sure some firms do this, but like I, I've consulted other firms that are really good firms like okay we built this all in sketchup now we're done with sd now we're gonna go in design development or cds or they might have done all the design development and now we're gonna put it in revit like what you're gonna make the model twice you're gonna make this whole complicated thing twice yeah yeah what why this is a i think this is a very important one and alex actually and i had an off-the-air conversation sort of about this um, with some of the things that we like to do at the end of the year um Number six, pay attention to mental health. So uh, 
we've even talked about this before, but with other folks like burnout, how to address burnout. Hopefully your employees are confident enough to come to you like they have to us about things like that. And you run right at it and address it and be empathetic um, and, and make that happen. Uh, so, you know, quote, the, the one quote I'll leave, I'll talk about with this uh, little headline is, Beyond productivity, what might be going on imp- impacting employees at work? What resources can you provide to address those issues? That's why I think it's so important to, you have to, you're obviously, everybody's, I mean, people, your employees are people. So then their personal health matters because then they become, uh, that, that affects their professional health. So if, if, they're, if, they are, if they are open and expressing things to you from a personal side of things, I don't think it's going over the line to provide whatever resources, books, self-help, uh, courses, those kinds of things, um, delicately to enable that to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven, last one, go beyond a simplistic uh, approach. Uh, productivity doesn't improve in response to a carrot and a stick, Nunes says. Rather, than, rather productivity Im- improves when the work environment enables employees with the tools, data, and systems they need to do work without friction. And they're empowered to make decisions without non-value added approvals or oversight. That last part is so critical. It's everything, man. It's everything. That is the biggest. That is, if you can understand that last sentence, and we'll read it again, that is productivity. Yeah. It is. Rather, uh, productivity improves when the work environment enables employees with the tools, the data, and the systems they need to work without friction and they're empowered to make decisions with non-value added approvals or oversights yeah so what are those tools datas and systems tools data and systems yeah think about that stuff uh i'm one last thing here out and then we'll sure. talk about your sure. stuff sure. is uh so i took a i was still on this whole uh work from remote stuff okay and uh so i created a poll who owns in the entre architect community 7800 members God bless you, Mark LePage. Who owns their office building or office space? Interested in how many owners are in here uh, compared to tenants? Because that's the argument I get from people, specifically on LinkedIn. Oh, Lance, you see it as a fad, this work from home thing. Yeah, I do see it as a fad. Uh, But then I, I also see the value in owning real estate. So I put four options up. I couldn't, here's my shocking statistics, Tyler. Uh, 28% said they own, we're in that category. Uh, it's 40, 24% said they lease, we were in that category. And technically we still are because we lease from one company. We lease to, yeah, one company owns, another own leases, whatever. We have our own ecosystem. Uh, number three uh, option was, I wish to one day own 32%. Bravo, you should, because you will build equity and wealth, and then you have leverage, and like, Somebody in the comment section, I won't go into the comment sections because it, it just shows people. One person wrote in the comment section that uh, when the firm owners in her old firm sold the firm, the bulk of the sale was real estate. Duh. Oh. Duh. Doesn't it make sense? It does make sense. If you want to work forever, I totally get it. I could work forever, but maybe you want to sell at some point. Uh, who knows if like some personal circumstance comes up where you sure. need to sell. Like, What if you got to take care of your parents one day? I don't know. They're in a different state. Yeah. Yep. Both of ours are, right? Good example. Number four, and this one was hilarious. I believe 
100% remote working is the only way forward and see no value in investing in real estate. 16% of people said yes. Well, <laughs> I could have worded that differently. I know it was a troll, but still. <laughs> Excuse me. So, but do you know where some of those might be coming from? Tate, talk to me, Goose. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that Top Gun Absolutely. Reference. We need to watch that with my kids. I'm I need to watch it with my wife. There you go. The new one. The new one. Yeah. The old one, I, we watch once a year. Yep. Good. Um, one, one, one person shops. Very legitimate business. You can have your office. You can have oh, your yeah, shed. Yeah, yeah. You can have your, yep, you can, whatever, working from home. You might even own your home. So you're owning your office. And we have worked out of homes. Yeah. Al and I have started out of his, out of his dining room. Dining room. Then in we in moved to a, his other house. Yeah. And then we moved, then we leased one space. Then we got bigger. Then we leased another space. Then we got bigger again. And now we're even bigger. But, you know, the, uh, again, the point of it is, is like, guys, don't miss the forest for the trees here. You are doing yourself a giant disservice. Architects freaking complain all the time that we aren't making enough money. Maybe you're not investing. And literally, uh, like, why aren't you going hand in hand with this investment in real estate? All right. My rant is over. Rant complete. Yeah. I'm good. Uh, AIA from Architect Magazine. October buildings dip dramatically, they say. Last month. So this was October. So we'll see November soon. Yeah. Um, came in at 47.7. A drop from the September score 51.7. Uh, new inquiries down negative 1.3. Design contracts negative 2.1. Um, I we just finished up our billings. We're literally at even, like literally uh, consistently. like this. They've been consistent for the last four months, plus or minus like one percent. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Because I looked at that this morning. Yep. I was yep. like, oh good. Uh, so I was like, good. I was trying to convince Al that we are like a stock market. Uh, ticker and like you could just do the line work and the oh tracing. yeah yeah you see we're converging <laughs> and then we'll we're have consolidating. a consolidating yeah and then do you know some of the terms say some of the terms uh, cup and handle Al this looks like a cup and handle formation to me yes. uh, bullish flag yes I love how how that your little graph double what, head and shoulders is, is what's going to tell you whether it'll go up or down <laughs> not your backlog that you've created not your marketing <laughs> not your systems not how many employees do we have and what is the ability of, of work for us to do? No, no, no. The graph says. The graph says yeah. what we're going to do. Yeah. Silliness. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> those people, all those people who teach those courses and believe in I'm, those, I'm like listening. yourself. I'm listening. Yes. Literally should have took like, hey, let's look at a, a business billing and, and how that worked. Because all this stuff in the stock markets is based off of like businesses, right? So how are these companies just going to go whoop like that? Yeah. Anyways, um, here's a graph. Take a look at it if you're on the YouTubes. It's it's pretty interesting because you see during the pandemic when it happened, um, they went at this this, this wow. fifty is basically coincidental like with uh, that graph is coincidental with stock market graph. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. A lot of correlation there. It's also, uh, yep. Um, so it, it went down hard um, from a, an average of fifty where it's been historically to about 30 um then it as we got out of uh the pandemic and all that um it went up i don't know it's not showing in the numbers but let's just say about 57 yeah and now it looks like it's catering down 
um, below that 50 mark. So we're watching it. We're looking at it. Um, this is by region, right? They've all kind of consolidated um, by region. Um, yeah, it looks like, yeah, it's hard to, they've just consolidated. Uh, they've just consolidated. And then by sector, here it is by sector. Uh, so what shot up for a little bit was institutional. That's came back down. Commercial and industrial are the lowest. Mixed practices are still the ones doing all right. Mm. Go back to that, please. Yep. Institutional. So an institutional firm's down a little bit. Sorry. Multifamily, residential. Go, zoom out once. I can see that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so the mix is good? Mix seems steady. Diversity is our strength. This yeah. is where I believe the diversity argument. Diversity yeah. for just, just sake of diversity, nonsense. Diversity through actual physical strength of having 50 legs to stand on. What's your, yeah, talent. Look, uh, hey, architect, engineer, MEP, different way of thinking, you know. You got it. Yep. Love that. There we go. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Well, I think that's all we got. Al, you want to take us out or you want me to take you out? What are we doing? Take us out. Go. Hey, go check out if, if you're serious um, about learning. It's not as difficult as you think. Uh, architectsguide2.com. It's the architect to, to builders course. If you do residential architecture, it's something you should seriously consider. Look into it. There's a money back guarantee. Now is actually the time if you've never taken yeah. my advice, but you're like, hey, sometime in the future, maybe like one Seems time. Seems like these guys are killing it. To, to Al at least once in my life. This I want to kill it. I want to kill it with these guys. This is the time. You got it. If you like this episode, you know what to do. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a positive comment, like, subscribe. If you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, any of those services, please leave us a five-star review. Always, you can always email us, akg at f9productions.com, lmc at f9productions.com. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.